0: work it just a little bit. I I don't even have time to wallow. I don't even have the time or the energy to spend believing that it's not possible. I have to put all of this effort, all of this energy, all of these thoughts, all of this emotion into creating this bigger than life freaking dream. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Intuit, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own Joy GPS and reclaim your intuition. Then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind. And lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. A beautiful day. There we go. Hey guys, welcome to this live stream all about Stardust Actualized. I'm so excited. If you are hopping on live, say hi. If you're watching the replay. Let me know that too. Let me know where you are watching from in the world. I love to know that. I'm going to have to tag my North American friends who wanted this info because you probably sleep in. (laughs) It's been a rainy day here in Bali. I did this water aerobics workout and literally right at the end of the workout, I had my phone and my little like setup out there and then just the sky opened up and it started pouring and it rained the whole day. So it's been A day of drawing, making art in bed. You can see on my Instagram stories, I, oh wow, oh butterflies flying around, that's so amazing, thank you. So nice. So I said in my Instagram stories and in a post on Facebook, I've been playing with colored pencils. You can see some of the drawings I've done recently. But I'm looking for, like, new art mediums. So if you guys are artists and you love making art, there goes little Lou in the back, (laughs) let me know. What's your favorite medium? I had one person say markers, which I was like, oh my gosh, that just brings back so many childhood memories. That would be so fun to play with. And someone else said Play-Doh, and I thought the same thing. I would love to play with Play-Doh. It's been so long. Like, when was the last time that you played with Play-Doh? Let me know. (laughs) Me know in the comments. Do you even remember the last time that you played with Play-Doh? I don't, but Play-Doh is so fun. It made me want to go get some, so I'm going to find some Play-Doh up in here. <laughs> so welcome to this live stream. I'm going to talk about my story a little bit, and obviously I'm going to tell you the details of Stardust Actualized, what it's all about, why this is my last offer of 2020. And to be fully transparent, this program doesn't start until next year. So I'm actually not running any more coaching programs for the remainder of 2020. I've been really focused on leaning back, and that's all part of this story. So I'm going to jump right into it. Why not? <laughs> so if you guys just recently have gotten to know me Well, hey, welcome. I'm Dana-Lisa. Please introduce yourself because I want to get to know you too. What's up? And where in the world do you live? And what do you do? Tell me all the things. If we're friends, I would appreciate if you'd say hi too. If we know each other already, then like say hey. And I haven't always been living in Bali. So my life now obviously looks the way it does. I'm living in this beautiful, gorgeous villa in Bali, I have a beautiful pool. I have a dog. I have a handsome entrepreneurial partner. I have a really thriving, beautiful business. I used to be a business coach. Now I teach people how to specifically use their intuition to improve all aspects of their life. And I like am really happy. <laughs> like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I feel really aligned, really alive more than I ever have in my life, which I think is kind of what we're constantly looking to evolve into. It's not about, you know, being a certain level of happiness, but it's looking at, you know, where were we yesterday and are we, you know, creating a life that's in alignment with our true desires every single day is every step that we're taking, taking us closer to our desired reality and to a place where we feel fulfilled and full of passion and full of purpose. And I wasn't always there. I used to work at Costco for a really long time, which Colette knows me from awesome which is super cool. We go way back. <laughs> so I worked at a Costco in my late twenties or sorry, late teens, early twenties. And I worked there for six years, which is like a good portion of, you know, my, I'm only 30. So a good, a good chunk. I was, I've worked there longer than I have been an entrepreneur so far. And I was kind of like lost after high school. I really felt obligated, which I think many of us experience, particularly in North American or Western culture. I felt obligated to go get an education and make something of myself. I felt like there was this Pressure, not necessarily for one particular reason or because of one particular person. I think it was an accumulation of conditioning throughout my lifetime from societal expectations, the pressures that I had in my mind of what a perfect daughter, a perfect role model, a perfect spouse, a perfect friend. I had all of these ideas in my mind of what it looked like to be a good person, to be perfect, to be successful. And I had all these ideologies and unconscious beliefs that I didn't even know were affecting my day-to-day actions. And what really happened is it left me oftentimes in a place of total over-analysis paralysis, just complete indecision. Like, what do I do? What is the best next step? Do I go to school for this? Do I go to school for that? If I if I do this career, am I gonna be happy? Am I gonna make enough money? Am I gonna have enough vacation? Is this gonna fulfill me? I had no idea, but it felt like even, you know, before I graduated high school that I should have it all figured out. It felt like I remember taking this class where we had to kind of map out our plan and learn how to make a resume, which I thought was a great skill. But they also asked us to to talk about, you know, what, Things are you going to apply and go to university for? And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like I have no idea. I'm so scared. Like I'm supposed to have that figured out already. I don't know. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, I'm like 16 years old and I'm like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Ah, Right. And I think a lot of us experience this. If you resonate, drop me like some hearts or some emojis or something. If you're watching live or the replay, like give me some love. Tell me, did you feel this way? just give me a yes with some emojis in the comments. So I had all of this pressure and I felt all of these expectations kind of building up on my shoulders. And because of that, I was constantly in analysis. Like I was really analytically looking at everything about what was the best decision, what made the most sense. So now what was the best decision based on, you know, other factors like intuitive inner guidance and trust in myself and desire, but what made the most analytical sense? So what could I break down and make make sense on paper? Welcome back from the gym. How was it? Oh, amazing. Luke just got back from the gym. I have a question for you. Awesome. When you were a kid, in high school, did you feel a lot of pressure to have your life figured out? Yes. Yeah, right? Before high school. Yeah, right? So, like, do you remember in school, like, people starting to talk about college and, like, what are you going to go to yeah. c- go you to USA university you for? You're like, a loser. Like, you're doing nothing with your life. Exactly. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just, like, take a year off, which is actually quite normal in other countries. Oh, you and I have talked about <laughs> gap- this. Yeah. Yeah, like, where it's, like, gap years where they go do something. But yeah. in Western culture, there's so much conditioning of, like you have to have it figured out right from the beginning. It's like before you've even graduated high school. Yeah. (laughs) And after and during exactly. And your mind is still so impressionable at this time, as we know even more about now, as we learn more about science and study the brain. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a list of like, what makes the most sense? What you know, is going to get me a good solid job that gets me, you know, the two weeks of paid vacation. I prefer to work in an office. I don't want to like be hands-on. I want to be doing something that's cushy and I want it to be something that I kind of enjoy. And at the time I was taking a psychology class in high school in grade 12. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to university for psychology. I really like this. I'm super interested in this. And I go to university directly out of high school and I start studying psychology. And I go to school for three years, three years of my life, my young life, right? Like (laughs) this was back when I was only 18, 19, 20 years old. I spent like studying psychology and the brain while my brain is still really developing. (laughs) So I remember thinking during these years of my life like I really love the study of the brain but I'm so disinterested in research I don't want to be a researcher I don't want to do scientific studies and it felt like every avenue that I explored in the areas of psychology that I was passionate about I was gonna to have to become a researcher and I just remember being like like panicking like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and I remember feeling like I'm investing so much time, so much energy and so much money into this. I can't like switch now, but my life internally combusted. I, I underwent a traumatic, a sexual trauma and I had my life implode. And at the time, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. at the time, I didn't understand, you know, why is this happening to me? All of a sudden my grades went from A's to like failing, dropping out of these courses, dropping out of university. My grades just plummeted. My parents didn't understand what was going on because I wasn't sharing with them what was happening to me. I ended up in a super codependent relationship and I was just really in my victim. I was really in this place of feeling at effect to everything in my life. It felt like everything was happening to me. Nothing was happening for me everything was difficult. Everything was in resistance. It was like, I just wanted someone to come scoop me up and save me. I literally had no idea how to, how to put my life back on the right track. And I didn't even know what the right track was. Like, I was like, what I, and I felt like I didn't have the tools or the support to figure that out either. Like, what was the right track? Every time that I tried to explore that, it just felt like pressure, monumental pressure. And I remember then just kind of spending a large chunk of my life, the the following seven, eight years, kind of going wherever the wind would blow me, but not in a way that I was empowered. It was in a way where it was like, someone come save me. Like, what What do I need to do? And someone would be like, why don't you do this? And I'd be like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I would jump on board and I would do that random thing. Not because I truly desired to and not out of a place of alignment or being intuitively led, but just trying so hard to figure it out, trying to do the thing that made the most sense, trying to be perceived as someone who was trying because I could not even imagine being perceived as like lazy. I was like the overachiever people pleaser my whole life. And so the thought of of people being like, oh, well, you're not even trying. That literally was panic attack inducing. I remember when I was with my ex-partner, I, who I was with for a large portion of this whole event for a, a seven years of this. I remember having a conversation with one of his family members and his family member saying to me, like, I just don't want you to feel like you're riding on the coattails of, of him. Like you've got to find your thing. You've got to find your passion. And I just remember how much that felt like a knife in the heart because I felt like I was trying so hard. Like the little girl in me still wants to cry at this. I felt like I was doing everything and anything in my power and I was working so, so hard. I felt like I was self-sacrificing everything just to get ahead like a little bit. It felt like one step forward, 10 steps back. Everything felt like a fight. Education felt like a fight. My job felt like a fight. Saving money felt like a fight. Doing things like planning a vacation was the biggest deal because I wanted to make sure I had the most fun I possibly could because it was like the fun experiences that I had were always jam packed into weekends of binge drinking to cope with my social anxiety and my depression or packed into this two week vacation where I felt like I had to literally do everything that I could possibly do in the span of this short little time frame because it was the only time that I had for me to have fun and to really relax and let loose. And I hit this breaking point. I kept trying to, like, run away. I kept trying to run away from my problems, and I kept feeling like if I just change my external environment, then maybe I'll be happy. So it was like I would switch jobs, I would switch friendships, I would switch the place that I was living I was like switching these things but it was like I was running away and if you guys have ever tried this as a coping mechanism you know that your problems follow you right like you feel like you're getting away from everything and maybe some everything's okay for like a week or a month or six months and then all of a sudden it feels like everything that you were trying to run away from just catches up with you and smashes you like a train head-on And so it was like, I could never get ahead. I could never get away. And so I was just kept trying to change my external environment, change my education, change my friendships, change my home environment, change the city that I lived in, whatever it was, I was like trying to constantly change things to try to find happiness. I was constantly looking for these external sources of validation that I was enough for who I am. And I was so unhappy. I was deeply unhappy. It ended up accumulating to panic attacks in the washroom at my last job. I was having them on a weekly basis, just complete breakdowns. And I was overweight, I had stress rashes all over my body, I was working for a narcissistic boss who I was constantly walking on eggshells around and was terrified, I'm an extreme empath, I turned from an extrovert, which I am naturally, into this introverted girl who never said anything, who would rather sit in her 400 square foot apartment than go out and socialize, and when I did go out and socialize, I was binge drinking, I was binge eating, trying to cope with all of these emotions the stagnant emotion that I was just suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. And I finally went and saw a therapist for like the eighth time in my life. And she prescribed me with antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And I remember having this like come to Jesus moment, this moment of just, there has to be more to life than this. There has to be more to life than numbing, not only the pain, not only the feelings and the sensations of my depression and my anxiety, but it was like all of the joy was taken away. There was no, there was no peak of emotion. It was just like I was living life on autopilot. I felt numb through and through. And it was my rock bottom moment, my catalyst moment where I finally made a decision and rock bottoms aren't necessary. They aren't necessary for you to make this choice. They aren't necessary for you to have this epiphany. So if you're not in this spot yet where you're like enough is enough, or maybe you had that already and you've moved past it, which like kudos to you, you don't have to. You don't have to go there to find your resiliency. You don't have to go there to find your strength. For me, it took things getting so bad that I had to get, comfortable being uncomfortable. It took them getting so bad that I had to make a shift and things got way worse before they got way better. Like, let me tell you. (laughs) Things were not great for a while after that. I mean, my whole life as I knew it completely dismantled. Everything fell apart. And my relationship of seven years ended because I cheated. I, I went on a trip and I like was so craving just connection and intimacy on a level that I hadn't felt for a long time that I did something that was terribly out of integrity. I quit my job. I was trying to like make money online, but it was like, I was working 12 hours a day and no income was going in. I was just accumulating debt and more debt and more debt and more debt to the point where I found myself in this basement suite in Calgary in the winter with $200 in my bank account and no idea how I was gonna pay rent and just like no idea how I was gonna get out of this basement suite in this city that I didn't wanna be in. And I just remember, I remember knowing that I could do it. I remember trusting that I had the strength to make it happen. I remember knowing that it was possible for me. And also just knowing that the way I had been doing it by pushing, by forcing, by living my life in resistance and living my life for everyone else first wasn't gonna work for me anymore. I had to do it differently because the way that I was doing it was unsustainable. It was leading to burnout after burnout after burnout and being exhausted and my mental health and my physical health and my spiritual health all going on the back burner. I wasn't prioritizing myself at all. And this was truly the moment where everything started to change for me. Everything really started to shift because I started to understand the world of energetics. Because you have to understand at this point, I knew all of the right ways to do things. I knew how to build email sequences, I knew how to write high converting copy. I knew how to build landing pages. I knew how to take people through a buyer's journey. I knew how to make an opt-in and a freebie. I knew how to set up a membership website. I knew how to build websites. I knew all of these things, how to have nice branding, how to make all of the branding graphics inside of Canva. I had been working my booty off, doing all the things that I thought were going to save me, like working, working, working my little tushy And I knew so much, okay, like I knew so much that in theory, one of the most frustrating things that kept happening was it was just like, I know all of this and none of it's working. I'm doing all of the right things. In fact, there are people who are making more money than me and have less pretty graphics. There are people making more money than me who have more time freedom than me that don't even have a website. I mean, you guys, like I was doing all of the right things and I had perfect everything, but I wasn't healed. And so I had this trauma response where every time that things would get to a certain point, I had no faith and no trust that they were going to work out. And I would just burn things to the ground or I would consider them a failure and I would just start over again or I would trash things. Or if they didn't achieve a certain, you know, really, really high standard, because I was like that overachiever. So I always set the bar super, super high. And if they didn't achieve that thing, I was like, I'm a failure, even if it technically was successful. So I was just in this vicious negative cycle where nothing was ever enough. I never felt enough because I was constantly seeking external validation for my enoughness. And when we do that, of course, we're, we're never going to get it. It's an inside job. And this was the moment where everything flipped, was in that basement suite with almost no money, (laughs) no idea how I was going to pay the rent in a couple of weeks, but also knowing that I was meant to buy like a one-way ticket and get the heck out of Dodge and go, I was meant to do something bigger than what I was currently living. My life was meant to be bigger than the tiny little box that I found myself in in that moment. And that was really when I was like, okay, this is it. Like, I, I don't even have time to wallow. I don't even have the time or the energy to spend believing that it's not possible. I have to put all of this effort, all of this energy, all of these thoughts, all of this emotion into creating this bigger than life freaking dream. I have to believe it's possible for me because the alternative is that I continue sinking into this quicksand of a hole. And the deeper I go, the harder it is, it's gonna be to get out. And so I just knew like, I I gotta do something differently. And so I started really understanding the energetics of manifestation, the energetics of the masculine and the feminine, the energetics of trauma response and trigger and how to heal and energy projection and all of these things. And I really leaned back for the first time. For the first time, I went, I can't control this outcome. <laughs> I have to show up and be the truth of who I am and stop trying to do everything the right way I think I should. And that's a huge shift. And magic started happening. I started to see results. So the first thing that happened, it was it was literally to this day, like still blows my mind. And you, it's one of those things that... You couldn't have even conjured it. Like from my perception of that place, being in that basement suite, there's no way my mind could have possibly imagined this happening, okay? Like my perception wouldn't have even been available to create this happening as an imagination, (laughs) like as a dream, okay? So I had been working on this program. I was not embodied in the work that I was teaching at all. So of course nothing was selling. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I have to go get like a, a job? Like I, I contemplated that. And then I went, nope, we've had that discussion. Like that's not an option. Like something's got to give, but you've got to lean back. You've got to stop holding miracles. Like I I realized how much I had just been cock blocking miracles from entering into my life by trying to control them, by trying to micromanage my manifestations with a 82 step plan of how they were going to come in. And I was like, this isn't working. (laughs) Like this clearly isn't working. Every time I try to do this, I, I don't receive anything that it is that I desire. And I end up in these huge rock bottom cycles, these burnout cycles over and over again. And I'm done with that. And I remember I had this client, I remember praying and saying, I'm available for anything. I'm available to receive it, however it's meant to come in. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, like the blinders are off. And I am available to receive. I am going to show up and be myself every single day. I'm going to follow my joy in every single moment. I'm going to focus my energy, my thoughts, my emotions, all of my energetic currencies, my money, everything into my joy and into healing and into processing and into totally being present with myself. And I remember I had this client who I had done like some oddball freelance work here. Here and there for like a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there. She calls me up and she's like, "Hey, I need to hire you for a retainer." And I was like, "Okay, let's explore it." But I remember thinking, I remember thinking like, oh, "I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to do this." And then I remember literally stopping the thought and being like, "Oh, that's so interesting that that thought is coming in, and I'm not gonna react from that place. I'm gonna respond." from the truth, which is I'm totally available to receive miracles. So I'm like, okay, I'm totally available to receive miracles. Hop on the phone. It's a huge project that she wants to retain me for. Like I'm talking a $15,000 project and I make the quote and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I have so many thoughts and feelings and emotions and fears. There's a cute little bug over here, like flowing through me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not enough for this. Like, she's never going to accept this. Da, da, da. And my best friend was like, Danny was like, so what if she doesn't like, you'll be exactly where you were, but what if, what if she does? And I was like, what if, what if she does? And I sent it off to her. We negotiated a little bit, but she ended up signing a five figure client deal. She sent me a payment through. I bought a one-way ticket to Croatia and I never looked back. I downsized my entire life into a suitcase and I've been traveling as a minimalist nomad ever since then. That was a few years ago now. So I went from there to building a six figure business organically to living in Bali, to becoming a nomad. I used to have 52 pairs of shoes, by the way. Like when I talk about downsizing my life into a suitcase, like that is a feat in and of itself of epic proportions. I downsized my life into a suitcase I actually started to make money and get clients and build a name for myself, not because I had all of the perfect sales funnel or the perfect graphics or the perfect website. In fact, after about a year of being in my business, I shut down my website because I realized I was using it as a distraction. It was something where when I was like, I need to work, I need to do something, I would find myself in the back end, in tech, rather than focusing on the energetics and building relationships that's what makes money. So I obviously have learned a thing or two from $200 in a basement suite in Calgary to six figure business living in Bali as a minimalist nomad. I've learned a couple things, right? (laughs) And I have learned the truth, which is what I'm telling you now, what I'm sharing with you now, that it actually boils down to the energetics of being able to trust your inner guidance system. And you will have seen I rebranded to You Are Into It because this is what I was teaching everyone as a business coach, okay? Like, I was business coaching, yes. And like, yes, we would talk about sales funnels and we would talk about people's offers and pricing and all of these things. But 99.9% of the time, what I was helping people with was how to trust their inner, inner guidance. And I really realized that it was three things. It boiled down to three steps. It's so simple. Every single time, regardless of the walk of life, the background, the where you're at in your process, it doesn't matter. Like these three things over and over again are the same. For me, for clients, for friends, I've seen it again and again. Number one, we have to figure out, this is my D3 method, okay? The first D is discover. So number one, we have to know. We have to know what our inner guidance looks like, sounds like, feels like. We have to understand what our unique, God-given, inherent guidance system is giving us in terms of information what our GPS, our inner GPS is guiding us and how it's guiding us in any given moment because we're often so detached from it and we're so conditioned to use our analytical mind that these two things have become simultaneous. It's like we have a desire and our mind automatically kicks in with like, how am I gonna do it? How, 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 how? And starts to try to plan it all out and strategize it all out. We don't even feel the inner guidance system anymore. So we have to discover that inner guidance system. Again, we have to reconnect to our inner GPS, our inner guidance, our intuitive system that we have, and everyone's is unique. So I have a unique process for helping people discover this because no one's is the same. Like I hear people talk about intuition and I hear them talk about like, trust your gut, follow your instincts, trust your heart. um, you know, listen to your emotions, trust your instincts, um, whatever it is, go with the flow, whatever. There's so many different stories and things that we hear when it comes to how your intuition is supposed to look, sound, feel. And this is just an indicator that everyone's is different because there's certain ones that resonate for you. And then there's other ones where you're like, I have no idea what that means. And that's because you are designed uniquely and that's perfect. And so we have to discover what your beautiful, unique, design is, what that makeup is. And then the second D is deconditioning. So what's kept you from listening to all of that amazing goodness? What has kept you away from that inner guidance system? And working with the mechanics of alignment. So teaching you what does alignment actually mean? What does it actually mean? And how do you shift yourself or live in a state of alignment on a consistent basis? How do you learn how to not operate from this reactional place where you're at effect to your life, where you're constantly being triggered and then you're reacting? How do you get to create your external environment by being in alignment rather than your external environment creating who you are on the inside? I I listened to this amazing talk today on epigenetics. And they're doing a lot of research now about how our genes actually have varying expressions based on our external environment. So, the being that you are with your gene, genetic, your genes, your genetic makeup, there's, I think he said, 40 million, I'm pretty sure it was 40 million variations of how you could have turned out as a human based on the external environment that you found yourself in. on a genetic level because your genes change their expression based on your external environment, which is brings the saying, right? (laughs) This expression of like, you're a sum of the eight people closest to you that you hang out with takes it to a whole other level. You actually take on and your genes are manipulated and change based on the genes and the bacteria and the stuff that you find yourself in an environment of, which includes people. So it's crazy, right? So we have to take you through this journey of looking at what in your external environment has kept you from having an expression of your truth that is aligned with your desired reality. And then the third D that we have to take you into, the third D in the D3 method is is deliberate action that one didn't want to come out of my mouth, (laughs) deliberate action. So a lot of people, they get into these healing journeys and then they're healing and they're constantly healing and they're constantly like doing the work, but they don't actually take action in the 3D. They don't actually do the thing. They're still stuck in indecision, even though they might know what their intuition is telling them to do. There's still things that get in the way that stop people from taking that final step, that deliberate action. And this is something that, I didn't realize that I was really naturally gifted at something that I, something that I just happen to be good at doing is like going and like doing the thing. And so I really had to become consciously competent of why, why am I capable of taking the kind of action that, I do big, scary things. I have been invited on yachts with 30 women that I had never met before, and I went. I did the thing in a country where I'd never been, and I traveled by myself alone to a foreign country for the first time. I downsized my suitcase. I used to have the closet with the 52 pairs of shoes and the jeans that I never wore and all of the things, and I got rid of all of this stuff, and I downsized my life into a suitcase. I took my passport and I bought a one-way ticket and I said, I'm leaving and I don't know when I'm going to be back again and that's okay. I quit the job. I started the business. I started multiple businesses. (laughs) I have been really good. taking the action and changing my life as you can tell from the story that I told you throughout the course of this live stream my life has changed really dramatically in a very short very very short period of time I told you how I spent a good portion of my life with a lot of it looking the same with the same person in the same job studying the same things making the same similar wage Doing the same things, the same friends over and over and over again for a large portion of my life, seven years of my life, my life looked very, very much the same. And then in the last few years, I've changed at a quantum pace. My life has changed. My business has changed. Everything has changed, 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 changed to be aligned with what I desire, my ultimate vision for my life. I am so much closer three years ago, or three, I am so much closer than I was three years ago, but like, compared to like even five years ago, I'm like crazy amounts closer because so much rapid change has happened just in the last few years. So inside of this program, Stardust Actualized, this is a nine week intensive experience with me where I'm going to teach you this methodology and how to implement this for you. So that you start to see this really rapid transformation over a short period of time. Because the thing is, time is illusory. It's a man-made concept. It doesn't actually have anything to do with The truth of how quickly you can create. We think it does. And our brain loves to tell us excuses to keep us in a place of safety and predictability, of like, oh, you need to do this first, and that's gonna take this long, and it's gonna be hard because that's our brain's way of keeping us in a place that's comfortable. But the truth is those are all lies, and you can actually create really exponential change in a very, very short amount of time when you understand these concepts and you implement them into your life. And this is the the premise of stardust actualized so i called it stardust actualized because like we're stardust okay like we are the we are made of stardust we are cosmic beings we are energy moving flowing changing and when you understand this on a on a basic level All of a sudden, all of these things that really seem to matter to you, all of these things that are so dense and feel so heavy and matter so much, you're capable of dispersing them and you're capable of turning things that currently are non-matter to you, but you wish were matter, you're capable of taking them from the 5D and turning them into your desired reality, capable of taking them out of your desires and turning them into an actual vision and then turning that vision into the 3D reality that's unfolding around you. And that is the premise of this program. That's what it's about. So we're beginning mid-January. If you join now, you're actually going to get access to one of my group programs, either Psychic Sales, Intuitive Opulence, Intuitive Intimacy, or The Immersion for the month of December, as well as Voxer support with me. So that's the bonus for joining before December 15th. Okay, I am so like excited about this program because this is the foundation of what changed my life. And it's taken me a while to get to this point of willingness to be vulnerable enough to like go there with you guys because I didn't feel good enough to teach you this for a long a long time I didn't feel good enough to share my truth I would hide behind different modalities or being a business coach or whatever it was that I was teaching <laughs> the bugs are starting to go crazy you're going to like see them all over the screen I was hiding I was hiding because it's easier to be rejected or not be successful for something that's like this you know facade but it's much harder to show up and be vulnerable and be the truth of who you are and and kind of just say, take it or leave it. And that's where I'm at with this program is it's like this is what changed my life. And I know the right people who are meant to be in here will step forward and will be willing to put in and do this work. Whether it's one person or a hundred person people, a hundred person, a hundred people doesn't matter to me. That's part of like, that's part of the energetics of being so aligned that you're showing up in excitement and full faith that it's all working out exactly the way it's meant to, even if it's not working out the way you think it's supposed to. And that freedom is true liberation. That freedom is the ability to show up and be in every single moment with complete unattachment, not non-caring. This is something I really go into in the program. Like I care. It matters to me. Like my success matters to me. But what I'm not attached to is a need for it to be validated that it's working in a certain way. And that has gifted me with ultimate liberation to fully create In every single moment, fully be who I am, fully show up in my authenticity and my vulnerability without an attachment to outcomes, without this weight of anxiety, this pressure of my depression. That has been liberated for me, and I'm off medication now. Part of my journey has been healing from the inside out. And that healing, that inner healing journey, is what has created this external reality that I currently have. And I'm teaching all of this because I'm finally in this place of consciously being competent enough to understand how I can help you do the same and a willingness to be cracked open and really share this truth with you. <sighs> Woo. Yes. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. I like feel like I just like that last few minutes, I was like in it. Woo. Okay. Brr. So if You are as excited about this as I am. It feels like I'm speaking to your soul right now. You're just like, ah, yes. Send me a DM. Let's have a conversation and let's get you inside so that you can change your life with me. You can learn the mechanics of taking aligned, inspired action that creates quantum, exponential results and rocket ships you towards your desired goals again and again and again, even as those change as you get access to new information. I love you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.